What's up, everybody? We are here for another episode of Gamblers Anonymous Talking Football. So, Dan, welcome back, and um, a little bit of a rough week for us. Um, I mean, actually, I sh- let me rephrase that. You had a very good week in the NFL. I was rough on both. I went two and three on both college and football, so not the best weekend for me. Yeah, we were talking pre-show, Therese, and uh, I was so close. Uh, if the under, which it's funny, we talked about it last week, like, we said this is an under you shouldn't take, but things were lining up where it could have hit, and we were 58 minutes of okay, and then the last two minutes all hell broke loose and lost the under on the Chicago-Pittsburgh game. Otherwise, would have had a 5 and a week in the NFL, so, hey, hopefully we can build on that. Uh, it kind of sucks this week. There's a lot of teams that I normally bet on that are on a bye week. You know, I like playing around with the Texans. And uh, some other teams, uh, Chicago is always a fun team to bet on, like I did last night. And uh, it's a shame they're gone, but it's okay. We'll just have to go a little heavier in college this week and make up for it because another set of rankings dropped tonight for us to get pissed about. And I can't wait. Yeah, it, it really is going to be great. Um, it's funny because we recorded, obviously, right before those came out last week. And we talked about it. We were actually right on a few things. We're like, oh, yeah, Wake is probably going to be nine. And we were talking about like where Cincy would be and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes down just because, obviously, Michigan State lost, Wake lost. Like, there's a lot of teams that, like, are going to be moving up and stuff. And hence why, really, the first couple of weeks of college football rankings don't really matter. But, well, that's just you know, it. You know, we, we, uh, we both watched it. We both watched it last week. I think we both probably not going to watch it in the future. Like, it's definitely something yeah. you can just check Twitter for. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, these come out and everybody freaks out. And then usually it takes a couple of weeks. But this year – Literally the weekend it comes out, all hell breaks loose. Michigan State loses, Wake loses. And, you know, that's going to keep happening because we have Michigan, Penn State this weekend. We have Michigan, Ohio State the following weekend. So there's a lot of heavyweight bouts that are going to happen that completely change the rankings. And, of course, it's college football. So whatever game a team overlooks will probably ruin their season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm actually getting super excited. Like this is the time of year that like college football is just like, you just think of like cold, you think of snow. Like this is when I love starting to watch college football, given I watch it all the time, but like, this is when I really get into it. And um, it's going to be fun. Like big, big 10 football is going to be fun. Like you just said, like all those, how those all pan out. Uh, Pac-12 is going to be very interesting to see how that pans out. I actually just bought my Pac-12 championship tickets um, last night because fuck it. The Utes are going like, let's do this. Um, it's going to be a great time. They, they just don't fuck this up. Utes. like, all you have to do is win two out of three. Like you got, you have Arizona this weekend, you're 20 point, 24 point favorites. And then you got a tough one at or, or at home against Oregon. And then you play Colorado that will be like, 25 30 point favorites in so just win the two favorites you can lose to oregon and you'll be fine or or arizona state just lose one and then we're locked in either, uh, on that as well so as a true degenerate then does that make us because you know i root for utah you, you do that's kind of just happened over the last couple of years uh, i actually have a ncaa 14 dynasty right now where i went from akron to utah so you know pretty excited about it but yeah. uh i wonder in a year where no offensive player has truly taken over, if the Utes go on a run, and this is a pro Devin Lloyd podcast, I mean, I wonder what the odds are. I just wonder what – I'm sure it's probably like 
3000 it's got to be insane totally it is yeah but, for i mean sure. hey you know five bucks is five bucks yeah no for sure that i mean that dude is unreal so they played stanford this weekend on friday night and utah usually struggles on friday night games in california like every year we play either usc or stanford there we have a history of kind of shit in the bed um well we didn't this weekend we had over 300 rushing yards in the first half literally 323 rushing yards in the first half against Stanford just bullied them and Devin Lloyd just does what he does another 10 tackles he had an interception for a touchdown like he is like he is going to be a first round pick in this draft and in this year's upcoming draft and I'm so excited for it he's I think he's probably one of my all-time favorite youths. Like I, there's still obviously Alex Smith has got to be up there. Steve Smith was like before my time of like doing draft stuff. So I'm not going to count him, but like him and Eric Weddle are probably like two of my like all-time favorites. Love Eric Weddle. Love it. Uh, Back. I remember when the chargers traded up with Chicago to take Eric Weddle. Uh, I'm that old. Um, But yeah, no, uh, Devin is also the poster child for why it's okay. That college lets people wear zero. Uh, him and Braylon Allen from the Badgers, because if you're going to wear zero as a uniform number, you need to be a raging badass. And they both are. I think the stat is like in his, in uh, Devin Lloyd's last like 14 games, he has like 28 or 29 tackles for a loss. It's just, it, it's a ridiculous number. It's like two, two and a half yes. each, each week. So, uh, Hey, if you're into player props, that's good. Take that one. After. For sure. For sure. So, but anyways, back to back to our I'm super excited because it's in Vegas. So I get to see that stadium inside of it for the first time. Um, and it's just going to be dangerous, right? Like I'm going to be going to Vegas um, again. I actually went there last weekend, um, but I'm going again to literally, and it's like, I get to go and gamble. Like I'm going to put so much money on the Utes just because like, I can't not, right? Like it's going to be a problem, but I mean, it's hey, going to be fun. When in Rome, when in Rome, right? Yeah, uh, but, if, but everybody at home, if you want to make money like Treese is going to this weekend, I'm hoping to this weekend, we got some picks for you starting things off on the college side per usual. I'm taking the easy favorite right here. What I call the easy favorite. We got number seven, Michigan going to Penn state in a pick them. Now. Yes. I think the only reason this isn't a three and a half, Six and a half Michigan spread is the fact that it is at Penn State. Traditionally, they're a strong team at home. But hey, Michigan got a gift this week, this past weekend with Michigan State losing. The door is open. All right. So you get the W this week at Penn State. You go up for the Big Daddy Bowl or the Big Brother Bowl, whatever you want to call it when you play Ohio State next weekend. So as long as they don't look ahead, which I mean, we're kind of stacking things the other way, this is a game Michigan needs to win. If Jim Harbaugh wants people to stop calling for his head, this is the game you win. This is the big game you win. You don't blow that double-digit lead. And for God's sakes, get the khakis ironed, whatever you got to do, because Michigan was the bell of the ball. Okay, Jim Harbaugh was the bell of the ball. He was going to get NFL jobs, this and that. They drop one game, and everybody hates him again. So you got to stop the stigma. You got to get a win. I'm taking Michigan here. I mean, I love that it's a pick them, honestly. And I, I would take Michigan as well. Like, if I was had, having to put money on this game, I would take Michigan, even though they're on the road. But as a pick them, like, just, you know, take care of game. Take care of business here, and then we'll go, we'll go that. Um, so love that pick. Um, I will go next one. 
And mine is going to be over. I'm actually, I realized that I did quite a bit of over and unders this week, um, but I did over 66 and a half on Wake Forest NC State. Um, we've talked about this numerous times, but like there are certain teams that you, you, if you see a number under 70 with these teams involved, Ole Miss, Wake Forest, like you have to just take it. Um, and under 67 with Wake Forest involved, who was just in a shootout that had over a hundred points last week. Um, but Wake Forest is averaging 45 points per game. NC State's averaging 31 points per game. Their offense is good. Um, NC State's defense is pretty good. It's only averaging like 16 or giving up 16, 17 points. But I mean, Wake Forest's defense is not good. So, I mean, I think NC State's going to, you know, take care of business on their side to even put up 30 points. And I have full confidence, even with a pretty good NC State team, that this Wake Forest offense is still going to put up their their typical 35, 40, 45 points per game um, on this side. So give me an ACC shootout, Wake, North North Carolina State, over 66, uh, 66 and a half. Yeah, love that. And like you said, uh, it got proven last week. The Wake defense isn't going to stop anybody, but the Wake offense can't, in fact, score with anybody. So I like that there. I think NC State might be a game where people just think they'll keep them low scoring, but I don't think anybody's stopping this Wake Forest team. And I think they're going to get 40-45, and NC State, if they can get 30, well, hey, we're already in the 70s, and it's set at 66.5. So that might be one that we earmark for later when we're doing our five-team parlay because I like that quite a bit. And, hey, staying in line, I see we're going same game here, but uh, different bets is for the Ole Miss game. They're they're getting – excuse me. Ole Miss is getting two-and-a-half against Texas A&M at Ole Miss. And, you know, this is a game where both teams are averaging 39 points. This is an over-under that should be in the 70s. But just something about the Texas A&M defense only allowing 17 a game – this is going to be that rock versus the heart, the immovable object kind of game. We'll see what's what. So I'm going to take Ole Miss in the points on this one, and I'll let you do your pick. Yeah, I mean, I am – geez, I am struggling today as I'm like trying to read and talk at the same time. I'm taking the over 55.5 on Ole Miss A&M because like we just talked about, man, like – this old Miss team puts up points. It, it is a little worrisome with that AM defense. That is pretty dang good. But again, I'm always going to take the talent over like just this random stats that like a defense could have just slowed down some, you know, lesser teams, lesser opponents earlier on the year that that number might be skewed a little bit. Um, I'm going to take old Miss. I mean, if you're putting up 40 points a game, like old Miss usually does, it seems pretty pretty normal that it could. And A&M's offense is no slouch either. A&M's offense is putting up 29 points per game. I mean, you got two offenses that can put up 30, 30 a game, like on average. I mean, that means they're going to most likely be putting that up and they can even put up a little bit less, right? Like at 55 and a half, like seems pretty easy there. So give me the over on that one. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Lane's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve that's been just eating them alive last weekend with Liberty. It was kind of over from the get go. You know, it was a pretty simple coast to a victory for the Ole Miss offense. So I think, you know, in a Texas A&M game, this is a team that beat Alabama. So I think Lane's got that little extra, Hey, I got some fun gadget plays for you. A little something, a little something extra up his sleeve. So yeah, I think this could definitely be a high scoring game and probably one of the better games uh, to watch viewership wise uh, come Saturday. I'm going to AAC for the next one, and it's not Cincinnati, folks. 
It's not Cincinnati. Instead, we got, I'm going to take the over in the UCF SMU game. It's set at 60 and a half, which felt low for me, considering that uh, SMU is currently eighth in the nation, averaging 40 points a game. Uh, UCF is averaging 32. That's a 72 combo. And neither defense is great. Both of them are giving up right around 25 points a game. So I think this is once again, this is good. You know, if you were a fantasy football, college fantasy football player, this would be a fun weekend because I'm seeing the trend here. And between us, spoiler alert, neither one took an under. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a just a high scoring weekend. I do. I think this is going to be an explosive, fun weekend. And I think the Pony Express gets it done against UCF. You know, so we have uh, the Pony Express against a former national champion in UCF SMU. And this is going to be a fun game. I think the AAC is going to have a little shootout on their hands. And I'm taking the over at 16 and a half. I like it. Um, I'm all for these type of games being just the high scoring, just you know, bloodbaths and like defenses don't know what to hit them type stuff. So love this one, actually. Uh, my next one is going to be taking Air Force at minus two and a half over Colorado State. So it is in Colorado, it's at Colorado State here, um, but not too, not too much of a travel for Air Force. So that's nice. Um, Air Force's offense averaging, you know, five points more than Colorado State's. They're averaging their defense is better, giving up five less than Colorado State. Love that. Uh, Air Force averaging over 300 rushing yards per game, as usual. It's Air Force. That's kind of what they do. But I mean, Colorado State's average giving up almost 150 a game, um, which is not very good on rush defense either. And now you're having to deal with an option style um, offense from Arizona or from Air Force. I like it. Given Colorado State has seen it, it's not like it's something new, right? Like they face they face Air Force often, but it's still a tough thing to stop. So, give me Air Force on the road as two two and a half point favorites. Yeah, I I don't hate that at all. Anytime you get you know a uh, a military school, they're just problems for people. You know they are. Even a couple of weeks ago when Army played Wisconsin, you know it, it's not a you know a true triple option, triple option. It's a little more fullback heavy, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's tough. It takes you a quarter, quarter and a half or almost a half to adjust. And, you know, that can be all it takes sometimes, especially with a small spread, like two and a half. I think this next one is the sneaky bet of the weekend. Uh, We got two big 10 teams in Northwestern traveling up to Wisconsin, which is an incredibly important part. Okay. Over under set at 41. I'm taking the over. Here's why. These are two teams that everybody thinks is just defense. This is, you know, these are teams that play each other and it's going to be a seven to three football game. Okay. Nothing but punts. Here's the thing. The last three weeks, Wisconsin against a ranked Purdue team, 30 against a very highly ranked Iowa team, 27. And then last week they blew up for 52. This is a Wisconsin team that controls their own destiny, and they have found their identity in 17-year-old true freshman Braylon Allen. Uh, Starting Heisman hype for a year and a half, two years from now on this kid now. He is so talented. And they have finally figured out, hey, let's not put it all on Graham Mertz. Maybe not have him only attempt passes when it's third and forever. Maybe give him some nice easy stuff, get a rhythm going. This team's rolling right now. And 41 is a hella low over under. I think this is a Wisconsin team that can drop 30, you know, 30, 35 on Northwestern. And then Northwestern just going to score 10. Okay. So I think this is a crazy easy. And I, why I mentioned earlier that it's at Wisconsin, for those of you that don't understand, 
when Northwestern is at home, the grass is tall. They don't mow the grass as short at Northwestern as they do at other stadiums. And it only impacts the away team. For some reason, Northwestern can, if they're used to it, they can still run fast on it. But when you're the away team going to Chicago to play at Northwestern, you're slower. Okay. And that's why they have low scoring games at home. And that's all I'm going to say about it. It's a big 10 thing that we know. And it's a real thing. I won't hear otherwise. I actually didn't know this. So this is, this is awesome to hear. Like, well, this it's, type it's of like, stuff. it's one of those, like, you know, you hear it and like, okay. Yeah. All right. The grass is taller, but it only makes the away team slow. But watch a game when they're at home. It doesn't make sense. The away team is slower. Like, I don't care yeah. if it's Penn State, Ohio State, you know, Michigan State. It doesn't matter. The, the away team gets slow when they play at Northwestern, and it doesn't make sense. The grass is taller. I love it. That's that's amazing. Okay, I'll take it. And you want to know what, why else I love this game? is because Northwestern is at – their defense is very bad this year. They're averaging giving up like 28 a game or something like that, like 27, um, and they're on the road. So – Honestly, I'm circling this one for our for our parlay as well. I really, uh, really like this one. To be fair, I should mention Wisconsin might need to score 41 to cover this because the Wisconsin defense is hella good. Uh, it is Jimmy good. Leonard is he's uh if he wants a head coaching job, he's getting one. Right. So the hope would be you're up just like 35 nothing and you bench your guys and Northwestern just gets a garbage touchdown at the end of the game and you get 42 right. and you just call yep. it good. So I like it. Um, okay, my last college one is I'm actually going to take Mississippi State at plus five and a half against Auburn. Um, it is at Auburn, but it's the morning game, so you don't have to worry about the night stuff. Um, Mississippi State's the top-ranked uh, passing offense in the SEC. Auburn's the fifth-worst pass defense in the SEC. Uh, so huge advantage, I think, for Mississippi State there. Um, Auburn's like kind of middle of the pack offensively um, in the SEC maybe even a little bit below average and Mississippi state has a top three defense in the sec. So I just, I'm actually a little shocked that it's plus five and a half. Like this feels like it should be closer to like plus two um, just be, and that's just clearly just home field advantage for Auburn. I think Mississippi state is the much better team, but I think it has to do with Mississippi state losing last week. I think this is a game that we can take advantage of for people overthinking one loss by Mississippi state last weekend. Right. And this, this just feels like a game that if Auburn is going to win, it's going to be a late fourth quarter and we just see what happens with Bo Nix. It, it, it just feels like that game, like it's going to be either a Bo Nix legacy game or it's going to be a feather in the cap of everyone who doesn't trust Bo Nix. 100% agree. So, yeah, so that's it. So that is our college section. Let's move on to NFL now, um, one that you really, really dominated last week. Um, it was super impressive. Um, but I'll start us off here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers at two and, minus two and a half over Minnesota. Um, chargers at home really like that. Um, I felt like they got a good experience of a good rushing attack against the Eagles last week. Um, so they're not going to be as caught off guard from like a team that's very run heavy, like how I think the Vikings will be this week. Um, so I think that's a positive for them. I think that the DBs are going to be able to slow down the Vikings receiver receiving core. Obviously Justin Jefferson will get his, but I think that they have, they can slow them down. And 
I just think that the way that Keenan Allen is playing, the way that Eckler's playing, Justin Herbert, he's going to be able to pick apart the Vikings defense in this in this game. Yeah, and uh, it feels like we've been waiting a couple of weeks for Herbert and Keenan Allen more specifically to really just go off and have that you know twelve reception, hundred and twenty yard and two touchdown game. Uh, it seems like we're just inching toward it, and maybe this is the week it blows up. You know, uh, the Michigan—I'm sorry, the Minnesota secondary, in my opinion, is still rather suspect outside of uh, Harrison. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't hate that pick at all. I actually like it and, quite a bit. And, and Harrison's actually out this week. Oh, is he yeah. really? Because he, t- he tested positive for COVID right. on Saturday, That's and right. he's unvaccinated, so he has to sit out two games. So he's already out. Wow, what a what a shot in the arm for the Chargers. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to take the over in the. Yep, uh, taking the free one there. I'm going to take the over in the New Orleans Tennessee game set at 44 and a half. This feels like it's going to be Game Three with Trevor Simeon. Uh, Sean Payton has shown as he has a quarterback for multiple weeks, the offense is truly tailored to them, or we finally get, you know, Jesus back and Taysom Hill. And, you know, Lord knows what's going to happen there on the Tennessee side. This is going to be another week of Adrian Peterson getting goal line carries. Uh, Hopefully Jeremy McNichols finds his role in the offense, or they just realize, Hey, we can't be a team that runs the ball 35 times a game anymore. We got AJ Brown. I, who, this is going to be that, hey, this is an early week episode, and this is where it screws us up. I'm thinking Julio Jones is going to play. We'll see. Uh, he hasn't done the injury report for at least 15, 20 minutes now. So if you got two superstar wide receivers, Ryan Tannehill's a more than capable quarterback. I They can get some points. Uh, we haven't had the Alvin Kamara blow-up game yet this year. So I think these are all factors that are coming in and 44 and a half is kind of a middling to low over under. So yeah, I, I, I'm playing with this one. I like it. Um, let's just hope Julio has a bit. I mean, Julio has a history of beating up the Saints, right? So maybe maybe he's like, hey, guys, this is the team I can do this against. Right, right. And like I, the, I know the that. I know that. Yeah. yeah, I know how to jump up and over them. Trust me. So, all right, moving on to my next one. I'm going over the 49 and a half on Seattle and Green Bay. Kind of a bigger number that makes me a little worried, but you're going to have Russell Wilson back. You're going to have... You assume you're going to have Aaron Rodgers back. I will say, if Aaron Rodgers is not back, I'm scrapping this from my card 100%. But um, if he's back, I mean, I don't see how these teams don't put up 50 points. Um, I mean, both both quarterbacks are going to be able to pick apart these, these offenses. Um, I know the Green Bay defense looked pretty good against Kansas City last week, but I also feel like Mahomes missed a lot of chances. There were some plays on the field left at, that he could have made. Um, and then obviously Green Bay's offense is just something different when you actually have a Hall of Fame quarterback back there. So um, give me the over here. This is probably the riskiest of all my picks this week, but um, I feel like if if I, the moment that Rodgers gets announced that he's back, and I think that can be on Friday or maybe it's Saturday, Friday or Saturday, I think this number bounces or jumps up to like 52, 53. Yeah, and uh, hey, it is Tuesday night around 7 o'clock Central, and there hasn't been an announcement yet. But this is kind of the Odell Bowl where he mentioned that he would like to go to Green Bay. Uh, Seattle was asked about Odell, and they just kind of smirked and said, we're looking into every you know possible scenario. So you throw that in. Grant, I don't think he'll play much this week, You know, a new playbook. They might have him out there as a decoy or something like that. But uh, 
you know, if Russell Wilson is back, Aaron Rodgers is back. These are two teams with a very long history against each other, both playoff and in the regular season. These two teams don't like each other. They don't. We've had the fail Mary. We've had the Russell Wilson through uh, in a playoff game. He had three interceptions in the first half, came back and won the game. Uh, these two teams don't like each other. It just fan bases don't like each other, all of the above. So this is definitely going to be a contested game where both offenses, on um, you know, they're a little on the high on the high powered side. Yeah, this could definitely hit 50 real quick, especially if it gets announced that Rodgers is back. So I'm right there with you. And this is one to take advantage of early. Speaking of taking advantage, I'm really sorry to do this to you, Treese, but uh, the Colts are hosting your Jaguars this weekend and they're favored by 10 and a half. And I wish with everything I have that this was a nine and a half, not a 10 and a half line. But even at 10 and a half, the Colts are cooking right now. They are. They are absolutely cooking right now. And yes, Jacksonville, I appreciate the hell out of you for beating those damn Buffalo Bills. I do. I my heart beats for you. I, I am so happy to see that. But at the end of the day, here's what we got to look at. Buffalo lost Zach Moss very early in the game. Josh Allen probably had his worst game since his rookie year. And Jacksonville scored nine points. Zero touchdowns. Indianapolis scores points. Our guy, Michael Pittman Jr., is balling out. Jonathan Taylor is seeing that Derrick Henry is out for you in that rushing title, and he is licking his lips, licking his chops, ready to go. This is a high – Carson Wentz is playing MVP ball. So, hey, Austin, it's your time to shine, my man, because your guy's back. This is a team firing on all cylinders, making a run for a wild card as we're here in early November. And, yeah, I think all signs – it just shows that Indy can score and Jacksonville sadly can't right now. So I know Lawrence is getting better every week. He had a couple really nice plays against Buffalo, but at the end of the day, I just feel these are two teams that are in different classes right now. They, they a hundred percent are. I, I don't blame you at all. Honestly, if it was nine and a half, like you said, I probably would have taken it as well. Um, it's the 10 and a half that just scares me. That that's, that's the number that just can really screw you. So um, I don't blame you to that. Indy's playing fantastic. Jags. Hey, I sent you my cards over the weekend. Uh, the Jags cost me on two parlays this weekend that cost me a thousand bucks. So that was, that was fun. But like, I wasn't mad. Like I was super excited that the Jags won. The worst would have been like just the Jags losing by like 10. Like then I'd be like, fuck, like my team still lost and I lost my parlay. So at least they won. So I'll take it. Um, and so no hard feelings there. And let's not, let's not give Austin any credit. His, his head's big enough as it is. Like, let's just, let's just pretend like Carson Wentz isn't playing great football right now. Um, this next one, we're the same on this one. And this is the one that is, was like the moment I saw it, it was like lock of the week. Like this is unbelievable. The, the, the Los Angeles Rams are only four point favorites to San Francisco. San Francisco just got their ass kicked by Colt McCoy and the Rams are still one of the top teams. Yes, they lost to the Titans. The Titans are beating everybody right now. Like this is a over exaggeration like from that game. I guarantee you I'll I'll put whatever on this. Like that like by the end of this week, this spread is at least six and a half. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's rare to see it, especially for an away game, but I wouldn't be shocked if this gets juiced all the way up to seven and a half. I mean, this is such a, this is the epitome of why you should bet early. This is a knee jerk reaction to a bad performance by a team on Sunday night football. 
that's exactly what I mean. They looked bad. They did. Okay. And Stafford had a bad game. They basically spotted Tennessee 14 right away. Guess what? Good teams bounce back. The Rams are a good team. San Francisco is not a good team. Okay. They are not playing well, even with George Kittle back, even with Brandon Ayuk out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse for not practicing hard. This is still a bad football team. Okay. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Trey Lance the second half of this game. I mean, I know they're still saying he's hurt, but he's not hurt, but he's kind of practicing, but he's limited. And we're starting Jimmy G. Well, this is the time of year here in November where you start to see those teams that took a rookie quarterback and didn't start them right away. This is where you start to you know, see them get on the field. And if Trey Lance is on the field against a Rams team that will now have Von Miller, by the way, he'll be making his debut. Yeah, I, this has got to be – if this isn't the lock of the week, I don't know what you're looking at. Totally agree. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, take have, San Francisco because we just jinxed the hell out of that. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, they're going to look fantastic here. Um, all right, next one. I'm going to take the over 42 on Detroit Pitt. Um, this game – and by Pitt, I mean the Steelers. Um, so – this very much feels like your Sunday night football thing, or I'm sorry, Monday night football game last week of, of the Steelers versus the Bears. Like, it just feels like you could easily see the under, but like they're going to, both teams are going to just put up just enough points to get the over. Um, I could see Detroit putting up 17 and then I could see, you know, Steelers, you know, maybe 28, um, still pr- a pretty low scoring game overall. Um, 42 just seems too low. Um, Detroit coming off of a bye, you feel like they're going to have some energy. They're going to feel like they probably put a little bit extra practice time in to to prepare for this game, saying, hey, if we're going to win some games this year, like it's got to start now. we got to do it the week that we had two weeks to prepare for a team. So um, give me the 42 on the Lions and Steelers. Yeah, hey, Pittsburgh on a short rest. Detroit coming off a bye. I'm really glad Detroit had a bye last week because I needed to cleanse my palate of them because every time I see Dan Campbell in an interview, I get these like puppy dog heart eyes and I'm like, this guy can do no wrong. I would just, you know, I'll die for this man. And I just bet on him blindly. And they're a bad football team, Justin. I mean, they're a bad team. They're really bad. And I can't help myself. So like this week I told myself, because I did the same thing. I looked at it and I was like, woo, couple shots of espresso. Boom, boom. Here we go. TJ Hawkinson, 16 targets. They can't stop him up the seam. You know, Devin Bush won't be able to hang with him. He'll alpha him all day. This is going to be great. Jared Goff breakout. No, just stop, stop, stop. So I just completely faded Detroit this weekend. I want to see what they look like coming off the bye. We don't have any experience with Dan Campbell off a of bye week like we other do, like we had with coaches like Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, et cetera, where we know they normally win after the bye. So I just stayed away from Detroit this weekend. I would love to see it. Um, I'm all for the Detroit. I think they're just kind of America's sweetheart. You know, they're America's little brother. You know, we're all rooting for you, Detroit. We know you suck, but we're in this together because you're entertaining. We like you. Uh, so, yeah, I don't mind the pick there at all. I'll be following this, like, from a joy standpoint. And if I have any parlays I need another leg for uh, come Saturday night, Sunday morning, this is probably what I'm going to find myself getting some skin on and then being really pissed about it come Sunday night. hundred percent. That's exactly the way I'd, I'd see it as well. Um, all right. So we both have two left. I did have one more NFL game than you this week. So um, 
I can hurry run through my one and then we'll go through this. So this one, a little bit risky. I, I recognize that, but it is over 51 on the Bucks at Washington football team. Um, I get it. 51 seems high, but let's not forget last year. These two teams met in the, in the playoffs, right? And they put up about 54 points, I believe is what it was. 54 points when it was all said and done. And Tampa Bay had three red zone appearances where they got stuck to field goals. You turn those into touchdowns, all of a sudden we're talking this is a 60, you know, 60, 70 points, point score. So um, give me the over 51. Understanding that like I have full confidence that Tampa Bay is going to be putting up their 35 and it's uh, it really is up to what can Washington do and I'm just counting on them putting up that you know their 17 to 21 points. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense is getting healthier which makes me a little bit nervous and they just came off of a buy as well. I'm hoping the buy maybe there's a you know a little bit of lapse there. Um, it does seem like teams off buys this year are struggling a lot more than not. Like I, I almost feel like the buy has been hurting teams. Um, maybe, and I have no like stats to back that up. It's all like just gut feeling from what I've noticed. I'm like, man, I thought this team was going to win because they had, you know, this extra two weeks and it's like, wow, they got their ass kicked again. So um, just give me the over on Tampa Bay, Washington. Yeah, and this is that weird double buy game where both teams are coming off a buy. So I'm personally hoping that Antonio Gibson gets healthy because that's definitely a guy who's going to be helping the over, uh, getting him some healthy carries with that uh, lower body injury. I'm going over to the Sunday night game. So back-to-back weeks playing the Sunday night game. The Raiders are getting two and a half hosting Kansas City. Now, Historically, the Raiders have given Kansas City a lot of trouble the last couple of years. Even when Kansas City was at their peak, the Raiders were giving them trouble. And since Gruden has left, since Damon Arnett's left, and since Henry Ruggs has left, this team has withstood a lot, and they've looked pretty damn good. Uh, Darren Waller's getting back healthy again. Even when he's gone, Foster Moreau fills in beautifully. They just brought in Deshaun Jackson to be that vertical threat. I kind of like what the Raiders are doing. And I know they've been that are they good team all year before Tennessee fully took on that mantle of being the are they good or are they just lucky? But I like the Raiders, especially as a dog at home on Sunday night football. I tell you what, Derek, David, anybody, start up the car. You want to be called an MVP candidate? Beat Patrick Mahomes. That's how you do it. And right now is about as beatable as the Chiefs have been in – two and a half years. So I like this. I like them as an upset. Give me the Raiders. Yeah. I honestly, I'm surprised that they're the underdog in this game, the way right. the chiefs have been playing and they're at home. Like this is, this is strictly a, Oh, I see the name Patrick Mahomes on the other team's depth chart. Right. Like, and it's like, it's not even like he's playing that good. Like he's I mean, not, he missed people, so many throws. A, like it, there so was one, many. The, the Tyreek throw stands out to me where Tyreek had his guy beat Big Shock and he just missed him by five yards. It's like, this is not a throw he misses. So I think we talk about this every week too. Like we don't know what it is. If he needs to, you know, take a playbook out of another quarterback's, you know, manual and Aaron Rodgers, his family, but like, dude, whatever's wrong with Patrick Mahomes, you need to get that fixed. Yeah, for sure. Actually, did you watch the, Dan Olofsky stuff on Twitter. I have all like all of his breakdowns of, of Patrick Mahomes uh, yeah, that he did. Yeah. I actually really thought that was like 
stuff that like obviously I'm not a quarterback guru or anything like that but like it was awesome to like see him break down things like hey he is still super talented he can make these throws like he was picking up plays you know picking up plays that like were still you know successful plays getting first downs and stuff he's like but like this was a 11 yard gain instead of a 35 yard gain because right. his foot you know like you know and it, I thought it was awesome. So yeah, something needs to change with Kansas city though. I know they won and like, they're just winning games. They're, you know, they're going to make these playoffs just because they're, you know, they win games and it's ugly. And I mean, a win's a win, but like at some point you're going to play some playoff teams where it's, you're not going to be winning those games when you're only putting up a touchdown. So um, we'll see how it all plays out. I mean, still have full confidence in Andy Reid and the chiefs though. So, um, but for this week, I actually do agree with you. I could, I could easily see the Raiders winning this game. Um, my last one, I'm going to take new England at minus one and a half versus Cleveland. Um, part of this is me wanting to take advantage of the one and a half net before Nick. I mean, Nick Chubb is on, you know, got tested for positive for COVID. Uh, he is vaccinated so he can still play, but there is that risk. So I do feel like you can take advantage of this one and a half because if he doesn't get a couple, you know, pause or I guess negative tests, like, and he has to sit out this this number is going to jump on Saturday, even Friday. Like really, um, this number could jump to five, six, minus five, minus six for New England if Nick Chubb is out. So take advantage of it now. Um, obviously, knowing there is risk if Chubb comes back, then then I do feel like it's you know a two point game. But what Patriots have been sneaky good lately. I don't think people. I think people don't want to talk about it, right? Because I think everybody's like shit. They're coming back, and nobody wants to hear the names Belichick and the Patriots, right? Like they have won, they've won four of their last five. The only loss was to Dallas in overtime. And then, I mean, if you go back six weeks, that's when, you know, they almost beat Tom Brady and the, um, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost only by four or five in that game. So I just feel like the running game's going, they got things going on offense. Their defense is all of a sudden looking like it did a couple of years ago. Like one of those top defenses, they're just looking good, man. Um, I think that one and a half just isn't enough. Uh, who do you think finishes the game at quarterback for New England? Why are you asking that? Are you because saying- last week when Mac Jones physically twisted the ankle of Brian Burns, totally. Th- there's an edge that plays for Cleveland who has a history of going after quarterbacks when they do something that offends him on a personal level. And I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Garrett tries to kill Mac Jones, just straight up. Uh, this disagree. is a game. I mean, this is a game I'm also betting on. I actually don't think that Chubb, like Nick Chubb, if he got the Derrick Henry workload, I think he would be considered the best running back in the NFL. I do. Uh, but so I don't think that's a major thing. We've seen Deanna's Johnson come in before and be incredibly effective. Yeah. It'd be great if, uh, if Kareem Hunt was playing as well, but I'm actually betting on this game too. And I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over right now at 45 and a half. If Chubb can play great, I'm going to feel better. And I'm going to feel like I stole one from Vegas. Uh, Like you said, new England's been sneaky good with a two tight end sets. Jacoby Myers has got to get in the end zone at some point. He just has to uh, get his first career touchdown. And even with the running back situation on the new England side, where we're not quite sure who it's going to be right now, it might be Ramondre Stevenson might be Damian Harris. It could be anybody. We know it's not going to be James white, but uh, it could be anybody. 
I think 45 and a half is a sneaky low over under for this game. I thought it'd be more in that 52, 53 range. So I'm hopping on 45 and a half and uh, I'm just going to let the pieces fall where they will. God, I love it. All right. Time for our parlay. I feel, I feel a win coming this week. I feel it. We got this. So we already have one. We're taking the Rams at minus four. I think at this point, you take your two favorites. I'll take my two favorites. And then okay. we just we just let it roll. So um, now the question is, is what are our two favorites? Um, I will say I'm going to take, I honestly might take two college things right now. So I was looking at it and it sucks because I think my favorite one is also my most risky bet. <laughs> uh, so give me. Oh boy. You know, it, it's really not hard until you have to pick, but uh, give me, give me the over in the UCF SMU game at 60 and a half, some AAC okay. action. Let, let's, let's give the Americans some love. love and it. then I'll let you pick so I can sit here and beat myself up in my head. Okay. Um, so I'm debating right now out of, I have three, ga- three of these that I really, really like two of them are college ones NFL. So I'm leaning Air Force at minus two and a half or the over 66 and a half for Wake. I'm going to do the over 66 and a half for Wake NC State. That's going to be the one that I lock in on. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if you didn't pick that, I I thought about borrowing that from your list to put down because I, I really like that. I think that's a slam dunk. Uh, okay, so we got to get two more games. Man. Okay, so I... How do you feel about your old, because we both have Ole Miss. You have the over under the over at 55 and a half. I have Ole Miss getting two and a half. Is there one of those we feel better about than the other? They're at home. Hotty toddy. I just feel like Ole Miss has to be involved. Okay. Me too. And I'm good. I was, I was, I almost picked them for my first pick and then I didn't hoping that you would pick them. And then yeah. if not, I was going to come back and pick them. So I don't care which way we go. If we want to take Ole Miss in the points, we want to take Ole Miss in the over-under. Um, ultimately, I think Ole Miss wins this game. Yeah, put them in. G- give me Ole Miss okay. getting two and a half. Yeah, okay. yeah, I love it. Play. I'll take it. I like it. I like it. Suck okay, it, Jimbo. Yep. All right. Oh, whoops. I just copied the wrong thing there. Okay. We'll put so, it in twice. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wake Forest over twice. Um, I would like a five-team parlay with Wake five times. Five times. Just, yes. They're like, so just one bet. Um, okay. So I either want to do the Air Force at two and a half, or if we want to get another NFL game in there, I will take the Chargers at two and a half. Shit. I kind of like New England at one and a half. I tell you, man, uh, I saw the Chargers make a game-winning field goal this last weekend for the first time in what in what felt like 21 years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so been I, like that, yeah. I mean, that's more confidence, so that their kicker can at, at I, least Yeah, yeah, them. no, no, you're right. It's just, I feel like we've gotten, I've personally been burned by Got Minnesota. burned by them? <clears throat> Not by the Chargers, but by Minnesota two or three times now. That's um, fair. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna. Okay, I'll switch it. It's either no, no, New England. If you like New it, England you like one. it. I have no, faith in I, you. I think I kind of like the New England one more. Um, okay. So New England at one and a half or Air Force at two and a half. You you tell me which one you like more out of those two. I feel very confident in both. It's just, do let's we want go, two NFLs or do we want one NFL? I think let's go two NFLs and three college. Keeps it balanced. Does keep it balanced. Okay, so we're going to go New England at one and a half. 
Okay. If we we could, uh, no. Um, I was gonna say we 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 really almost could have just built one with all overs if we wanted to. <laughs> we honestly could have actually one two three. Yeah, we. I mean, we could have easily. I. I mean, I have four. You have Six, one. Seven, two. Eight, there, there's nine total overs on our on our spread this week. I love it. We're gonna Dear make God. two. We're gonna make two this week. We're gonna go all one right. all overs, and we're gonna go this one okay. spread. Okay, so oh, it's beautiful. Okay, so we're obviously going. Listen, to folks, take... we're trying to get you a parlay win. Okay. Yeah. We're trying yeah. so hard to get you a damn parlay win. This is what we do. Okay, so we're gonna take the two overs again, like how we already had. Yep. Um. And then we're going to take your your Wisconsin over. That's three. Um, and then I like the – and then we're going to take your your two NFL ones. That's what we're going to do here. Okay. So, do I like we, do, that. Okay, do we, want the, do we want the Wisconsin over or do we want the Ole Miss over? Oh, let's do I the can go either way. Let's do the Ole Miss over. Okay, is it the Wisconsin one you feel least out of that I one? I feel like the, the Wisconsin Titans? one is the one I have a lot of confidence in, but – I understand that that's very risky because it's the Big Ten game. Okay, we're gonna get rid. And of we it did then. not have a Big Twelve over this week, so there yikes. we go. Okay, okay. So cool. We that's perfect. We didn't have a Big Twelve over the Big Twelve banger of the week, so we got to bring in Ole Miss because they're basically like a glorified Big Twelve school. This is perfect. Thousand percent. This is perfect. Okay, so two parlays here. First one, main parlay. We have Rams at minus four. We have the over in the US or UCF SMU game at sixty and a half. We have the over 66 and a half Wake and NC State. And then we have the we have Ole Miss at plus two versus Texas A&M. And then we have the Patriots minus one and a half versus Cleveland. That's parlay one. Then our all overs one is UCF's SMU 60 and a half again. And then the 66 and a half Wake Forest NC State again. And then we have over 55 and a half with Ole Miss and A&M. We have over 45, 44 and a half with the Titans and Saints. And then we have the over 45 and a half with the Browns and New England. I swear to God, if the all over parlay hits, that's going to be a reoccurring thing. That's our thing. I wanted to. Um, I don't know if this is a thing with you, Trees, but like me and my buddies, whenever we're, you know, talking bets at the bar, or doing whatever, you know, just like making shit out of each other. We always say life is too short to bet the under. Like, like yeah, it's so much sure. more fun to root for the over. It is. Totally. So I really hope this over parlay hits. It's I'm going to be thinking about it for the next five days. Me too. This is going to be great. This is awesome. This is great. So, all right, let's win some money this weekend, folks. Let's do this. Good luck to everybody in your betting, your fantasy football, your whatever you do football wise. Good luck in it. We appreciate y'all. And tonight we've been talking football. <laughs>